Hello, friends, and welcome to the Optimized Advisor Podcast, where we focus on optimizing the well-being and best practices of insurance and financial professionals today. On this show, our objective is to help you optimize your life, optimize your profession, and learn from other optimized advisors. I'm your host, Scott Heinela. We hope you enjoy the show. So this is the first time you and I are doing this face to face. We've done one virtual, yeah, just two virtual. virtual. We did one with Brian, and then one ago. just up, right out of one of the first few that we did. Mm-hmm. Actually, was with you. Yeah. So this idea was actually generated from my meeting with Brian up in Seattle. I remember. Okay, so we talked about this. Yeah. Okay. Um, of how he was like, you know, you're doing great long form episodes. You might want to do some short form episodes specifically on topic and or product, more of the shop talk. Yep. And subsequently, Nick's like, you know what you're missed out on? You're not doing any of the lifestyle episodes anymore. You need to do more of those. It's like, oh boy. I agree. Okay. When, uh, when I heard you speak there uh, last, what was it, in, in uh, Charleston, when it had nothing to do with insurance whatsoever. Correct. It was all lifestyle and wellness and taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't take care of yourself. You can't take care of others, right? It's that, that whole oxygen mask on the plane, right? What good are you to anybody if you're not able, healthy, and well? Uh, so with that said, great intro into uh, the next episode of the Optimized Advisor Podcast. Thank you, Brad, for coming in here today. We really appreciate the time. Today is going to be fast and furious uh, short and sweet, succinct, where we're going to talk about uh, a long-term care segment of the business. Uh, and I thought no better place to start than the beginning. Uh, and what we mean by that is everybody has their story. Uh, it's funny because you interact with agents and clients all across the country, as do we. I would say you probably do it more than we do because this is what you live and breathe day in and day out. Uh, God bless you and Amen to all of the hard work and effort from all of you at, uh, at One America. Uh, but before we dive into the topic of the discussion of today, why don't you do the proper introduction of your, tell us a little bit about yourself, what it is that you do, why you're sitting here today. Yeah, so officially my title is Regional Account Director for One America, which is an insurance company based out of Indianapolis. And, uh, but that's just the title. Mm-hmm. So really what I am is a long-term care planning specialist. That's all I do. That's all I've done for the last 25 years. And that's not just insurance, meaning it's not selling insurance. And um, there is a longer story, which we'll make very brief, but I got into this business because of, you know, family experience. And, you know, when you, when you talk to people, whether you're, you know, in the grocery store or on a plane or in church or wherever you may be, you know, life events creep up on them. And one of them is taking care of each other. I mean, that's as simple as it, as it is. Mm-hmm. And so been doing that for 25 years in multiple different capacities, started out as just a specializing agent in, in long-term care insurance for six years. And then in 2004, myself and my twin brother, that's a whole nother story for another day. Um, but we were both recruited to an insurance company to be their regional vice presidents in brokerage sales for long-term care. Which, who, who was recruited first? Uh, uh, well, I'd, I'd have to, uh, if he was sitting right here, my identical <laughs> twin brother, uh, no, it, 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 was, it was a package deal. Oh, Ironically, well, okay. um, we actually split 
every single case that we sold. Oh, wow. 50-50. And so what that meant was we were somewhat of a well-known name in long-term care in the Northeast. Uh, we reside in Pennsylvania. And so it was just one of those things where the insurance company needed experts in LTC. Mm-hmm. And uh, we happened to be available. We were young and ready to go. And, and it was it's been a great journey ever since. Wow. You step into the corporate world and you've never looked back. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's still a lot of journey left. So, right. <laughs> One way or the other. So what, what prompted this? Thank you for that. And thank you for being here today. Mm-hmm. What prompted this discussion in particular is the story of an, any individuals or any family's story about long-term care. And you sent an email to us that says a picture and a story is worth a thousand words. Uh, what do you mean by that a little bit? And then let's unpack that a little bit more. Sure. So it was really just a, a bit of a play on that phrase, right? Which is a picture is worth a thousand words. And so uh, what, not just me personally and professionally, but I think in life we we tend to want to, we gravitate towards people with either like personality or you trust them or you know them well. And so business is no different where what I was trying to get across is that when we're speaking to people about a subject matter that really no one wants to talk about, mm-hmm. you need to be relatable and you need to be human. And so adding not just a picture, but a story. And many times that story is, you know, what you went through yourself and how you can relate to someone that's gone through that type of struggle. In this case, it just so happens to be extended health care or long-term care planning. Yeah, it's interesting. Long-term care planning, if we're being just brutally honest, it's not Tesla stock. It's not the sexy investment. That's not what it is. Uh, that's not what it's about. What it is all about is the consequences that that family will be dealing with at some point in time. And how have you, the advisor, the one that they've leaned into, hopefully for many decades, a long period of time, help them to accumulate this wealth? What have you done to help that family preserve that wealth and mitigate those consequences that in many cases just they're not foreseen of of how mother or father will take care of the you know the, the the spouse in need of care what's the impact going to be on the family members the adult children how is that situation going to just completely dismantle their beautiful life up until that point um it's not about the numbers, the X's and the O's, the financials, which all too often we as advisors, that, that is our business. And, and there's, that's the focus, right? That's the primary focus, probably until it's not. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I think one of the things that you've done a very, very good job is helping to um, impose and showcase when you're presenting to a group what we mean by it's not just about the numbers, you know, and how we take this well beyond that. Yeah. And an easy way to break that down is, and it's funny, uh, we do a lot of national kind of trainings, whether it's in person or virtual. And a lot of times when I'm in front of a a group, uh, in fact, we're going to do one later today, but I'll I'll ask a a question, right? You want to engage with people, but you know, there's a, there's a kind of a simple visual of, you know, there's the logical side of the conversation and then there's the emotional side. Mm-hmm. And many times, even before we get into, you know, kind of the, the heart of the matter, I'll ask, you know, how much time do you think when you're with a client and you're talking about this subject matter, 
do you think you spend on each side? The logical numbers, you know, does it make financial sense? And then the emotional side, which just means what are the consequences to the people that you love most, right? Your family and, you know, can be the physical and emotional consequences as well. And many times, if the group is being honest, they'll say 80-20. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's the flip of 80-20. They're spending 80% of their time talking just numbers, dollars, and cents with a client. And that's going right over the client's head mm-hmm. because it, it hasn't hit home with them yet. So what we recommend is flipping that script to spending 80% of the time when you're with a client on this subject matter, getting into that heart of that matter and kind of back to the point of today's episode is it has to be relatable to them. It has to be something where it's outside of just that person receiving care. It's about the ripple effect of what happens to their family. And that's when when not just your ability to take that conversation to the next level, it becomes successful, uh, but also it's, it's amazing how it truly deepens the overarching relationship with that client for many other purposes, whether it can be you know, financial purposes uh, on the financial services side or even just on the personal level. So let, let's, let's dive into that a little bit more. So you know, from a financial advisor's perspective, let's say I, I have been the greatest advisor for that household to this point, but it's been rooted in accumulation investment and investment strategy and all the things that going with, with, with accumulation of wealth and, and um, they know me, they obviously trust me, but I've not yet taken the steps to connect with them on this emotional level. Uh, maybe I don't even know really where to begin. Maybe, I, maybe it's not necessarily who I am as an advisor, but I do recognize that this is a cr- critical component of how I need to plan for them in the future, especially if I'm embracing myself and accepting myself as a comprehensive holistic financial planner. It's like, we need to take these steps. Yeah. What are some things that you might be able to uh, impress upon advisors to just take some initial steps or, or specific actions that they might be able to execute? Yeah, so I, I like to kind of use the words of you know open-ended questions instead of it just being maybe recommendations, right? Because many times clients will will lean on on their trusted advisor for you should know what I should do X, Y, and Z time with dollars and cents. That's a great point. The main advice, that's like, are you concerned about long-term care? Yes or no? Yes. Do you have a long-term care plan in place? No. Are you interested? No. Okay, moving on. Right. Uh, That's not accurate. That's not adequate. Excuse me. No. So it's, I mean, and, and it sounds silly, but again, being relatable, a picture and a story is worth a thousand words. So you know, this isn't like being deposed, right? Where uh, an attorney would say, you know, answer with yes or no mm-hmm. answers. You really want to ask those questions to a client that probably you've never really delved into before, other than maybe superficial, knowing a little bit about them and their family. So a quick direct question you can, you can, or you can tee it up with a client, be like, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Jones, we've done a lot of hard work on, on the financial side of your portfolio but let's talk about a subject matter that it's uncomfortable for me and I know it's going to be uncomfortable for you, but it's so important that we discuss it now. So if you needed help from someone, right, you needed help, extended care from someone else, how would that impact your family? Mm -hmm. How would it impact the family? And whatever they say next, 
that's just the door opener, right? Whatever they say next is even more important than the question because now you're starting to get into their mindset around this subject matter. And when I first started in the... In a completely non-financial manner. Absolutely. With that question. Absolutely. Completely non-financial. We're going to get to the financials down the road, right? right? And layer in the financial risk and how to mitigate that and Honestly, insurance is just a small piece of and, how to mitigate that. And would another great question be, so after I asked them that, mm-hmm. so if you were going to need care, in your mind, have you had any discussions about where you would pay or how you would pay for care? Where would those resources come from? Yeah, and you, the key word that you just said was how. Now, again, it's un- going to be uncomfortable for the advisor in many cases because the client probably will say something, well, that's actually why I'm working with you, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's somewhat your role. We have to resist that urge to fill in the gap. Um, You know, another thing I'll I'll kind of go back to that open-ended question to start the conversation, whatever they say next is by far the most important. I mean, they could say that the sky is orange, Mm -hmm. but it's whatever's in, in, in their mind around that subject matter. And so when I first started in the insurance business, you know, I was a farm boy from Pennsylvania. Uh, kind of still am a right. farm boy. Oh, yeah. We have stories about that. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> Do you blow up things? Uh, Do you explode things from time to time? As, as a hobby, I, I like to have a little fun with firecrackers. <laughs> that I don't mean to digress, but I, but I do digress. Okay, well, moving on. But I, I had a sales manager, and I want to give him credit because, you know, when you're young and, and you're trying to just figure out life, Right. And you, you think you know it all, right? I mean, my, my son is just in his first year of college, so I can relate now to the way I used to be when I first got into the, into the professional world. But I give him credit because he taught me a very valuable lesson. Of course, my mom said this to me a thousand times, and I never heard her, which is you have two ears and one mouth. Mm-hmm. Listen twice as hard as you talk. And he took it to the next level, though. He said, when you ask a question, a very intentional question, how? Would that impact your family, the subject matter of, of extended health care? Whatever they say, probe, probe. So back to the beginnings, the basics. Question, probe, probe. Two probes for every question. So whatever they say, repeat it. Oh, tell me more about that. As an example, they may say, well, you know, I never want to burden my family. I hear that a lot. We hear that a lot. I really don't want to burden my family. My children are... You know, they live in three different cities and four different states, you know, wherever uh, across the nation. Mm -hmm. And so don't stop there, though. Tell me tell me more about that. Have you had this conversation with them? And what were their thoughts? You see where I'm going? Oh, no, we we wouldn't do that. Yeah. Why? Why would you not do that? Bingo. Open ended questions, Mm -hmm. conversations. Now, the visual that I use, I am a visual learner, by the way. And the visual that I have around the subject matter is. Think of this conversation isn't like a merry-go-round. It's not a circle. It's like a hallway of doors, and every door has a lock on it, meaning this conversation is like 8, 10, 12 doors where you have to get the keys to that next door to get to the next part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so when you ask those questions and you get their answer, guess who holds the keys to this hallway? They do. You don't. Right. You don't. And yes, you may manage their money as their advisor but that doesn't mean that they're going to give you the keys to the castle or the hallway around this subject matter you have to earn them 
That's a great point. There's a number of things to be said there. I mean, number one, it begins with listening. I think it also from there is genuine curiosity because that's what will keep me asking more as an advisor and really being genuine about it. Also, all too often, I think we get caught in the belief behaviorally that we need to have all the answers and that we, we, we are in the know of how to do this, how to accomplish this, as opposed to letting them run with the fact that they think the sky is orange. Um, yes. And from there, eliminate ego. Uh, because all too often, a lot of times, it's I cast assumptions. I know what my client has. I know who they are. And from there, I predicate a financial resource or a financial solution, i.e. a plan, and how's how we're going to fund it, this hour and pay for it, before I've done any of that inquiry or investigation. And we may end up in a completely different place than what I had forecasted as the advisor. And in fairness, like shame on, shame on us for doing that. Yeah. Well, and again, another story that I use a lot, and that is when I'm talking with advisors, whether it's in person, one-on-one, or in a group meeting, I'll bring this up and I'll be like, you know, the last conversation you had with a client around this subject matter, how did it go? Remember opening a question, mm-hmm. how did it go? And generally speaking, it's be like, oh yeah, you know, they said it was great information, but they had to think about it. Well, well, what is it? Mm-hmm. And so the, the story that I use is just imagine, you know, the last time that you bought a vehicle. Actually, I'm embarking on buying one here rather soon. And so it's going through my mind as well. Imagine you drive into that car lot, right? And we all know stereotypically what happens, right? You crack open the door on the rust bucket that you drove in there. <laughs> they are on you. <laughs> and it's Velcro, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's a race to, you know, and, and so they, and imagine if the car salesperson, whomever they are, right? Probably very professional walk up to you and literally just do the scan up and down what you're wearing, what you drove in. And they look at you and they go, got it. Come with me. They walk around the, the, the back of the car dealership and they say, there it is. It's a red Corvette. Shiny as can be. And then they say, there it is. Come on in. Let's do the paperwork. Just what you were looking for. And you're like, I came in for a Bronco. But you never ask me a question, right. right? Like about me, what was important to me? What am I trying to solve for? I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm a cool dad and I want the best minivan you have on the lot, right? <laughs> right? Whatever it may be, but you never asked me a true question about it, right? The subject matter at hand and made it relatable to me. Mm-hmm. And so instead of them walking up to you and saying, "Come with me," back to the advisor, right? Many times there's this preconceived notion of what, it, what is best for a client. I know what's best for a client. That's where these conversations fall flat. Mm-hmm. And it also causes that paralysis of the client just saying, I won't do anything. Yeah, it. I mean, you, you, you make very, very good, you draw very good analogies that tie back to long-term care planning which create an image in people's minds. So I guess what I would take away from this as well is probably <clears throat> probably no other segment of the financial or insurance planning pieces of our business are more demanding of creating a visual than probably long-term care. Absolutely. Because it is it it, it is probably the most emotional 
segment of the financial planning, insurance planning, estate planning topics of conversation that we will face. Yes. Um, the reality of it is, is that it is critically important for every advisor to have a meaningful conversation about the topic of long-term care with the clients that they represent. It is. And I'll add one more piece to it from the consumer standpoint, from the client standpoint. I mean, there's been formal and formal surveys done throughout the decades of, you know, wealth management and, and long-term care. And if you sent out a survey to a hundred clients and asked them, listed all the topics that you could potentially talk to them about and said, check the one that you are interested in and you want to talk about, amazingly, you would find that most people would check the box of, I need to talk about long-term care. So it's uncomfortable for them to, to talk about it, to bring mm -hmm. it up. And so it, and many times it's also uncomfortable for the advisor, but it's that it, it's the craziest thing on earth where people need, it's almost like they need to get it off their chest. Mm -hmm. And so take advantage of that. You know, it's not a take advantage of a weakness of a client, but take advantage of what most people are, are concerned about, especially as it relates to their family. Thank you. What resources, in, uh, two points uh, to close with, one, what resources, other than uh, accessing both you and I, which we are available, um, and we're happy to talk with any advisor about these topics, where can they go in the One America universe to do some independent research and just get more familiar and comfortable with long-term care planning as a whole? Oh, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just start from oneamerica.com uh, and kind of let your fingers do the walking there. Uh, there's, there's plenty of other resources. And in fact, we have interactive tools now where it makes it so much easier for you to have that conversation with a client. Um, you can also go to assetbasedltc.com. So if you're an advisor, go to assetbasedltc.com and you'll, you'll, there'll be plenty of resources for you to at least get started. But I, what I'd like to close with, though, just a, a quick comment on this is, you know, there's going to be the learning of products or insurance. And, and, but you know what? All that's going to change. Mm -hmm. What won't change is just having a conversation with clients and bringing it up from the beginning. Because we're st no matter you know, all this AI that we're dealing with in our world today, mm -hmm. I don't care about. There is always going to be the human aspect. Just have the conversation. That's it. Excellent. Thank you. And stay mm -hmm. tuned. Brad and I will be recording additional episodes on various topics to include qualified funds, how individuals can use their IRA dollars to fund a long-term care strategy. Who knew? <laughs> and from there, um, also the little-known Pension Protection Act and how we essentially could utilize some of the resources that we may have in our quote-unquote portfolio to fund a long-term care uh, strategy and mitigate taxes. Nobody likes paying taxes. We're all tax rebellious. That's Bingo. <laughs> That's right. So stay tuned. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please subscribe, like, share, leave a comment or review. Be sure to check us out on social media at Optimized Advisor Podcast. Till next time.